Welcome to the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. Before we get into the movie, we want to take a second of your time to talk about where you can find us online. You can find us on Twitter, which is the BHO underscore podcast. Also on Instagram, which is the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast. Where can they find you, Aaron? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at double AA row. You can find all these links and more on our link tree. Lastly, if you want to support us and a small business, Twisted Allure, you can use our code BHO podcast for 5% off. Come listen if you dare. host Dustin and I'm your co-host Aaron today we're finally getting to a movie that I've been wanting to do since it came out um this was uh, a movie that a lot of people definitely weren't prepared for how batshit crazy it gets um and you know just how crazy James Wan can get uh, I know James Wan has been very prominent in the uh horror and I guess even like the action adventure um, scene for quite a while since I think Saw was what two thousand and three something like that yeah. something like that. So he you know he was like the, the pretty much the creator of Saw. Then he went and did Insidious, and then he did the Conjuring Universe, and then one or two Aquaman um, movies. And those were pretty much um, when he was doing Aquaman. It's what. Uh, pretty much allowed him to kind of do his own thing now uh which is malignant and i love this film so much i've seen it at least 20 times maybe even more than that um aaron's seen this once Once. and it was your first time yesterday Mm -hmm. right yes so uh right off the cuff um what did you think of this film fucking wild um but you don't know what to expect going in just like going based off of like i said i read very vague descriptions and yeah so i didn't really know what you know what to expect but just then when you start watching even that opening like scene like the opening credits and just it's nuts dude yeah it's it's batshit nuts like you are thrown into this ride immediately um but you're confused because oh, you're yeah. like yeah, the first half, you, the half of the movie, you're very confused. Like you, you kind of are you, like you are introduced to um, quote unquote the villain of this movie or like the main like antagonist. Um, antagonist. But you don't get a, a clear um, vision of what this thing looks like. It's behind like a, you know like a shadows and like yeah. But it's it's nuts. Um, like I said, I've seen this movie so many times. Um, there's a lot of mixed feelings uh, for this film, especially when it came out. A lot of people are like, oh, this is kind of dog shit. But I don't think people really understand the genius of what James Wan was doing in this because mm-hmm. there's so many genres mixed into this. Oh, yeah. Um, it has a lot of Jollo. It's oh. an American Jollo done right in my opinion yeah uh because you got with like a modern twist on it yeah it, it, it's got you know the uh 
the um, mystery to it. It's got you know the the police um, element. It's it's got the the black gloves, which has always been kind of a prominent thing. You can kind of thank um, Dario Argento for um, the villains and all those jollos of wearing black gloves and mm-hmm. using like a knife or something sharp to you know kill the victims yeah and you can tell it's a james one film too because like you get like a lot of like conjuring vibes you know and like mm-hmm. and i think this this film is beautiful in my opinion i love the lighting in it it's it's oh, all yeah. pretty natural because james one likes to use a lot of uh, more natural light and natural elements um more than like a lot of artificial stuff Mm-hmm. He's also a very practical guy too. I mean, there's obviously like CGI in some parts, but you can tell when it, when it's practical, and it's really towards the end when you start getting things together because of how they're kind of using the the thing. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, oh yeah. But I, I love I love this film. Um, whenever I don't know what to watch. Um, especially now that it's back on HBO Max, because it was off for a while, but then they put it back on, and I'm, I'm really happy they did that. I also kind of want to get a... I don't know if they have any steelbooks out yet for this, but as soon as the steelbook drops, this is the first thing I'm buying. Um, I think it's on Blu-ray. I don't know if it's on 4K. Uh, I think uh, I've seen at Target that it was at least on Blu-ray. Uh, I don't know if they still have it in stock or not, but I'll have to, I'll have to check on that. Um... Uh, but I think, you know, without us spoiling too much, I think that's kind of like the, the best way of describing. Yeah, the best bet is to go in blind, honestly, for mm-hmm. the best experience. But the thing is, even, like, I watched all the trailers for this movie, right? Mm-hmm. I watched them all, and I could not gather for the life of me. Yeah, they're all very vague. What's going on? Because it misleads you in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Like, when you think you know what's going on, and then it kind of does something else in a trailer, and you're just like, wait, what? What's that? There's a lot of really cool scenes in this, um, especially like you know, like with the the everything melting in the background. So that that's like an um an aspect of CGI being used in this because obviously you can't do that practically. But it's used right though. It's used right. It's used very tastefully, and not to say that he uh, James Bond's like the first one to do something like that. I just think that he's the first to kind of do it in a way that it looks cool as fuck you know this mm-hmm. whole movie is cool as fuck it really is um the, the soundtrack is is oh, fucking score, amazing it, yeah just the slight like it the um the score is just so simple too mm-hmm. though like but it, it's effective yeah and also i mean you gotta love like the uh, the where is my mind pixies cover that they use in that <laughs> too is so fucking good um, especially where everything is placed, it's not just thrown on and it's like hoping it's gonna stick. Mm-hmm. Everything in this movie has been planned out, and I'm really, really, really fucking excited for James Wan's next movie because I think it has to do with androids. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a poster for it out right now, and it looks creepy as fuck. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to show you after. Um, but for anybody who's wondering, go look it up. I forget the name of it, but uh, I know it's in the works right now of being filmed. Um, I don't know when it's coming out. I'm hoping within the next year or so that we start seeing some sort of trailers by the end of this year. It would be really, really nice. Um, but this is literally James Wan not having anybody tell him no. No restrictions, just it's straight out of his head. Just do it. And guess what? This fucking movie made a lot of money. And um, Aaron, if you want to uh, pull up the IMDb. 
so we can get some of those stats and whatnot and i will go through all the cast and then we can jump right into this fucking nutty movie all right well as we already mentioned multiple times james wan is the director um I think there was what two other writers or something like that i think yeah um so uh the writer was akella cooper uh the other producer was michael clear oh okay that the producers that i was thinking of okay um Let's see. So it came out September 10, 2021. Um, yeah, so just under a year. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy we're fucking doing this, dude. You have no <laughs> idea. Like, as soon as, like, when I was making the list, like, obviously I know, like, where, um, you know, like, what we're doing for the year, but as soon as I saw Malignant peeking up, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. We finally <laughs> do Malignant. Yes. Like, like even the poster, like we have a, a variant of the poster up on the screen right now. Just that shot is fucking awesome. Dude, I just love the logo. Yellow. Yeah, I love the logo. Mm-hmm. The lo- it's so sleek and like simple. It, I, I fucking love and like it. Like I said, it's vague, so it leaves you wondering and misleads you. Yeah, I mean, I guess bit. I guess by the name you can kind of tell like what's probably going on because when you hear malignant, you're kind of thinking. Oh, it's like a a malignant tumor or yeah. something like that, or whatever it is. So you, you can kind of probably guess that it's going to have to do something with that, but you don't know exactly mm-hmm. what. And um, obviously, we'll get to that later. Oh yeah. Um. So we got box office uh, gross U.S. and Canada thirteen million three hundred ninety one thousand seven hundred ninety one dollars. Damn. We don't have a, a budget, just a box no, office. Yeah. There's no budget for this film? That's weird as fuck. Right. Um, it, it had to have been been around like $10 because a lot of his films uh, are like $10 million. Mm-hmm. But that's that's still really good. Yeah, worldwide, $33,991,791. Oh, wait, sorry. $33,991,791. Damn, so it definitely, you know... It made its money. Uh, that's only a, not even a full year, by the way. Mm-hmm. So just imagine what it's gonna ha- be like in like five years. Yeah. Especially when they start like releasing like other variants and stuff of like higher quality films. Um, this is definitely um, a film that you go grab some popcorn and sit down and just go for a ride. Uh, don't go into this thinking. Um, a lot of magical things uh but definitely go into it um expecting to come out with the what the fuck just happened okay because this is a definitely a what the fuck just happened um film Mm -hmm. um let's see Um, we can go through the uh the actors that's where you go Alrighty. so for the cast we got annabelle wallace or wallace who plays the main protagonist um madison mitchell yeah I've, she's definitely been in other things but um i'm not 100 percent certain on the films um boss level silent night come and find me tag the brothers grimsby that's King- my that might be where i've seen her yeah i don't recognize any of them but personally but um she was in a king arthur movie i think she did a great job be honest i think oh yeah with like especially what her character goes through in this film a lot of people are saying like oh my god her performance was awful it's not she the whole movie she's fucking confused like everybody yeah. else i mean 
you know going for the ride with her ex exactly you know and then when everything starts coming together it gets really fucking crazy mm -hmm. um so then we have maddie hassan who plays her sister sydney um she's been in novitate or yeah yeah i think yeah novitate never heard of it <laughs> like it's about nuns um malignant of course uh taurus we summon the darkness god bless america i saw the light wow so he kind of picked a lot of like um Who's... not like super well-known actors for us and i kind of like mm -hmm. that um and then we got george young who plays kakoa shaw it's so funny too because when i first saw this because if you see like what james wan looks like and then you look at him oh i know they almost look identical i think if he had a blonde streak in his hair yeah i, I, I literally thought that he I was not being... like racist no I'm, I'm, not, I'm not meaning in a racist way no they do um, look very similar but like if you like look at it really quick and you don't really know like i literally thought that he was James Wan, <laughs> um, and I don't mean that in in a, in a racist way. I, I don't, I'm not racist. I just want everybody to know that. I just I just want you to know if you just look really quick. He, he yeah, no, I like can him. see it. Did they get the same like uh, like the, the body, the, and plus like their body like type is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Very like slender. Oh, he's also in nothing, so you can just yeah. say that he's just in malignant. <laughs> so this is like his breakout role, uh, essentially. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty good. Um, Michelle Brianna White, who plays Regina Moss. Um, Bitch. Oh, yeah, I couldn't I did, stand I did her. I not like Moss. I actually got a little more underneath her belt. I will follow uh, Lilla and Eve, and she hate me. Hmm. Not familiar with any of those. Jean Louisa Kelly, who plays the Jane Doe. Okay, yeah. Um, or, you know, we'll find out later who yeah, she yeah, is. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll tell you. <laughs> or you can go watch the movie right now and find out. And then come back. Yeah. Oh, she's from Worcester, Massachusetts. Look at that. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, she's She was in a movie called Ruby Bridges, which did pretty well. Um, let's see. Mr. Holland's Opus. Oh, she was an Uncle Buck. That's right. Wasn't she, she Uncle Buck? Um, the... Um, not not the girl. It was the one that he was dating. I oh, think, right? I think so. Tia Russell. Or was it yeah, the other yeah. one? I always get or confused. Or the sister, mother, mother maybe? I don't remember. I haven't seen the movie in forever. <sighs> and I have to go rewatch Uncle Buck. I always, always need a, a reason classic. to watch Uncle Buck. I love Uncle Buck so much. Um, Call of the Wild. I mean, watch that, actually. No, maybe it's not this one, but one of them. And then The Fantastics, which did not do well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's also a pretty small cast. I, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of, like... Throwaway characters. A lot of extras yeah. uh, for reasons you, you will find out later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and And that scene is bonkers. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, there's not many... Um, like, main characters. No, it's pretty much just Maddie and, like, the sister. Yeah. Um, and then... Because everybody else is kind of just there for the story and the plot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, then we got Susanna Thompson. Let's see. She was in High Noon. But, oh, she was not. A lot of the her other projects were not doing too well. Oof. Ghost of Mississippi, Little Giants. I've definitely seen time. Little Giants. Uh, Brandom Hearts, Dragonfly, seven percent. Jesus. Seven percent. Yes. Let's go, Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I'm glad uh, she got something that's doing pretty well under <laughs> her belt. Yeah. All right. 
Um, I guess we can go down to the reviews that stick out. Well, what are we? What is our um, our tomato meat? Oh, yeah. All right, so it is certified fresh. Mm -hmm. 168 reviews. Critic score. Let's take take a guess. Certified fresh. I'm gonna yeah. go like 89. 76. Should be higher, but. And that's certified fresh. I'm so confused on the certified fresh. Yeah. Like, does it have to be 75 and above? For it to be certified fresh? I feel like I've seen movies that were certified fresh, but still lower than that, though. But I could huh. be... I wonder if they just do it, like, if it's, for, like, like, movies a, that a, are, like, a favoritism yeah. thing. It's like, oh, we really like this, so we're going to give it a certified fresh rating. Which would make sense, I guess, since seeing as they're, like, a critic, um, you know, site. Yeah. Um, And then audience score, 500-plus verified ratings. Um, Take a whack at it. Well, I noticed had a lot of mixed stuff, so I'm gonna have to go. It's gotta be like in the middle somewhere, like maybe like fifty-two. Holy shit, cheater! Is, no, I, 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 I swear <laughs> I did not look at look at your at your phone, Aaron. I, I <laughs> yeah, right on the dot. Fifty-two. Wow, I knew that had a lot of mixed reviews, but I didn't think it was gonna be that close to fifty. Right. Oh well, let's see what people are saying. All right. So, we got David Stratton, who's a top critic uh, for The Australian. Uh, he says, One cheerfully draws from the extreme work of uh, horror film aficionados such as David Cronenberg and Dario Gento as he piles on the bloody violence. Yeah. That's that's very accurate. Yeah, I could see the influences, too, of, like, David Cronenberg. Kind of, like, sort of, like, reanimator vibes, right? That was, David Cronenberg was reanimator, right? Mm -mm. No, fuck. Who, what movie was it that... David Cronenberg has done a lot of stuff. He did The Fly. Oh, that's who I'm thinking of, The Fly. <laughs> but still, you can get those same, those same he, vibes from got, it, though. He's got a new movie coming out. It's wow. like um, Crimes of the Future or something like that mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to because it looks bonkers as fuck. Yeah. But either way, you get that, like, scientific-y, like, vibe, you mm -hmm. know? Um... Let's see, and then we got Becca James for the, from the Chicago Reader. She says, Malignant is the type of movie that requires viewers to strap in and shut up from the onset. Yes! Yeah. Yes! Uh, okay. Basically, something up. That <laughs> review right now is, that should be top. That should be the top one. Yes, because literally that, to shut the fuck up and enjoy the ride. Um, oh, this one's negative. Oh, let's read it. Malignant isn't a good movie, but the bones of its shallow salute are just outlandish enough to make one wonder if the obtuse moments are purposeful. Ugh, get out of here, man. It's not a good movie? Fuck you. I, I hate people that just say a movie's not good. Every movie, in a sense, is good. It just may in not its own be ways. your favorite film. Yeah, it's good to somebody, you know. Like me, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, there's no way to watch this deranged follow-up and not conclude that Juan's back where he belongs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I cannot wait for more projects from him. Um, and then we got one more negative one. Uh, Malignant left us speechless, unable to process what we just watched or who pitched this. Wait, that's a bad review, though? Yeah. Honestly, with you saying it left you speechless, that's usually, like, a good thing. Because mm. um, my first viewing, I was definitely speechless until I watched it again mm -hmm. and then things started clicking more this is definitely a multiple viewing movie yeah um i feel like it's one of those ones that like you catch stuff each time you watch it uh i don't remember if i saw this in the theaters i don't think i think this is uh obviously during the pandemic but i think it was during the time where everything was just pretty much on streaming so i didn't feel like i needed to go mm-hmm 
to the theater and i will say i'm really fucking happy i didn't go to the theater to watch the new Firestarter. <laughs> holy fuck was that awful i'm sorry <laughs> it was really bad aaron i know you haven't watched it yet but you need to because we, we need to review that movie because so we can just tear it apart like we we obviously did the original the original one uh, a couple weeks back and if you try to hold this one up to that the older one from 1984 rips this one apart. Like, holy fuck, it was it was awful. There's a lot of whispering and, and uh-huh. like talking and stuff like this. When they lower all the music and all you hear is this, and even at the end when they just when he's like, you, you know, like what happens at the end with, mm-hmm. with, with Charlie and everything. It's like, yeah. Charlie, you gotta do it. Charlie, do it. It's like, Jeez. can we stop fucking? Whispering. It's like they're trying to give off a dramatic effect, but it's just the only thing good that a lot of people were talking about, and I'm I'm like literally on 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 with them with this is the music was pretty damn good, mm-hmm. and that that's really it. Uh, but enough of Firestarter. Um, yeah, anyone can put music over a movie, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, what they did with that one is they kept it very true to the original one, which had that kind of like that that John Carpenter yeah. vibe to it. Mm-hmm. So it definitely stuck that with the new one. But um, yeah, it, it was it, it was not good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but I think uh, if we're all set and you don't have any last uh, thoughts or anything, we can jump right into Malignant. Malignant. Alrighty. Uh, Aaron, open I, up? I, yeah, go right ahead. This is your first time watching, so I, I want you to lead the reins today, my man. Alright. So, <clears throat> the opening to Malignant, the opening credits, it starts off, you know, already like, just, yeah, like, what the fuck? The body of Dr. Florence Weaver was found brutally murdered in her home this morning. Did you know her? No, but I saw her die. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing murders. As they're happening. Hello? He says his name is Gabriel. I think he's someone from my past. Whatever happened to you before you joined our family hurt you in a way that I can't even imagine. Stop saying that. Maddie, who are you talking to? Gabriel. Is he your imaginary friend? He's the devil. getting closer. He wants to talk to you. Mom, what do you know? 
coming for me. But um, I believe it's just a, it's one of a, like a recording of the doctor at first. Yeah. Um, it's in it takes place well the beginning it's 1993, and uh, we meet Doctor Florence Weaver, and uh, she's filming because uh, she works at like a um was it like a children's like um it's it's like they specialize a, in like surgery for like yeah like, it's like some kind of like uh, it's really like an experimental yeah. facility for them to be like oh well it's like we a can classic help. like big mansion on a hill <laughs> yeah it's very like um best way for me to kind of describe it is like an x-men type thing yeah is like the best way like to they'll do take it take in children and yeah so have... it's like you guys are gifted so we'll help you we'll make your children better you know stuff like that so it kind of gives off like x-men vibes mm-hmm. in my opinion anyway but so her and her fellow doctors uh victor fields and john gregory remember those names yes um they're working with a patient named gabriel in this uh research hospital it's called simeon or yeah simeon simeon it's like gets a weird eye in front of the uh that would be simeon right uh yeah i would say simeon I'm not the best reader in the world. Yeah, they say but. it. If, they say it in the movie. So, but um. So anyway, uh, we uh, you get like this opening credits. Um, it's um, like just like kind of like flashes of like what's going on. But like she's filming a video talking about this patient named Gabriel, yep. and she's interrupted by her um colleagues, and so they say he got out. He got out. Um. Uh, but so, anyways. Gabriel is very special. Um, he's yeah. extremely uh, special. Extremely. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but uh, so he's got powers per se, which we'll get into in a moment. But um, yeah, you get a very, very brief, like almost understanding of like what this thing's capable of, but you don't know what this thing is. So you're thinking it's an alien. Yeah, or... that was my first thought. Or some sort of like psychic being like that's what I'm saying like X Men because it really kind of gives off like um, like it's a mutant you know from from X Men so you're like is James Wan doing like a spin off of like X Men or some shit like that mm-hmm. which I mean you probably could interpret it that way um, but yeah the, this whole opening scene is is just fucking bonkers um, um, but yeah so she the so then we cut to like what present time well yeah we cut to like the uh not present time but like um you know she leaves the office and yeah. um they go to check out what's going on and uh there's like a door locked um they're like do not go in there do not go in there he'll kill you um yeah everybody's fucking freaking out yeah so some guy comes in and he breaks up this big ass tranquilizer gun um and uh he goes in and fucking arm yeah he gets his arm back yeah just like bent the way it should not be bent bones like sticking out he's like "Ah!" (laughs) gun fracture in his forearm um and uh so at this point multiple staff members are dead yeah she goes in they um 
managed to like subdue him. Yeah, and she she's, like, shoots him with the with the trank. Oh, okay. So she takes that guy's I must gun. Have like, that. I'm just gonna fucking do it. Yeah. Boink. So they take him out, and she tells him to strap him to a chair. And you you get like this a quick look at his feet. You can tell obviously it's a child because it's got like um like, like, like uh, bears or like something. bears or something yeah on their on um their socks or his or, you know his name's Gabriel but uh anyway you've um, been a bad bad yeah, you've been boy a bad, bad Gabriel. boy Gabriel um <laughs> and, pretty good quotes in this yeah story. and you do get a very very like vague look at um Gabriel he's under yeah. a sheet and mm-hmm. it's like in this like uh like. This like locked up like it's like so, an operating room essentially yeah. is what it looks like. It's like kind of like they were starting to do some sort of operation that this went completely haywire um, right off the bat. And obviously she was in there logging what she was probably about to do. Yep. But then got interrupted because uh, I guess they must have sedated him, but it, it probably wasn't strong enough in my opinion. So that's why they probably would get in a train gun out because they could like use like an actual like horse tranquilizer yeah. or something and just like knock knock it out. Um, but yeah, it's it's fucking nuts. Um, and then this is at the point where she's like, "We gotta cut the cancer yeah, out." It's time to cut out the cancer. Yeah. Um, and then you get like these like quick like I said quick flashes of like surgery and you get like these bloody like um, mm-hmm. like chunks can coming out and but like they're very quick so you can't like you don't know exactly what's going on you can't see like what they're operating on and you just see like up close like shots of like yeah like you you kind of like um like when I was first I'm just trying to bring myself back to the first time I watched this and when I was trying to interpret what was going on mm-hmm. um you you just you don't know if what you're watching is what if it's the thing that you were just like or if know, it's just like bloody scenes does it you know to yeah use. and i mean it, we also got to admit that the music during this part is really oh, good yeah. too um it's very minimal but it's really really cool um yeah you just you're very confused like it's a bunch of operating stuff there's a bunch of like goo and stuff on the screen and um a lot of like very dirty skin being torn so you're like what's going on here is this uh, grotesque honestly does it have to do with what we just watched this is something completely different because i think when i uh, saw it the first time i thought it was something like unrelated it was just kind of showing a bunch of stuff that happened um in the facility not really what was going Mm -hmm. on with the specific uh, thing that we were introduced to, so it yeah. it, it, it is kind of confusing the first time you watch it, but I think it's kind of meant to be that way. Even though all the clues are literally right there yeah. in front of you, and it just goes right over your head because you, if you, I don't want to say if you're smart enough, but I will I'm, I will say that if you pay close attention, you can kind of gather, figure it out, like yeah. what's kind of going on here. You get an idea of it, but, but yeah, um, so it's a cool opening scene though. We starting off, starting off fast. (laughs) Yeah, extremely fast. Um, then we cut to twenty eight years later, and we meet, excuse me, Madison, or Maddie. Yeah. Um, and she is pregnant. She lives in Seattle. Seattle, sorry. (laughs) Seattle. Um, I like that state. Yeah, I love Seattle. Um, so she gets home um, from work. Cause she's like a nurse or something, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And she uh, comes first off. Like this house is creepy, uh, creepy as fuck. Why would you want? I mean, I, I, I guess it's I. It's a could, big house. Yeah, dude. it's a big house. Um, but it's like it's, it was just her and her husband. So I was like, why do you need that big of a house? But it is nice though. I but well, it almost looks like it's abandoned though. Like it yeah, looks it does. dirty and like. Um, I guess like what I can kind of gather from that is because obviously she's at work all the time and oh, when yeah, get introduced true. to Derek he doesn't really seem like the type of guy that will be like I'm gonna fix it up I'm gonna dust yeah <laughs> I'm gonna go outside and paint the walls true but yeah it's kind of run down but it's still like it's 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 nice um, either way but it's an old house um, but yeah she gets home uh, she goes upstairs to find um, her husband Derek um who uh, for, uh, like I'm for, like uh sorry I'm trying to think of the word like um right off the blo- uh top like I already don't you already yeah, don't like he's got him. like he's got fucking, this vibe to him he's got the, the TV blaring he's on on the bed like laying like a douchebag who's not really talking and it's more kind of like patronizing her like mm-hmm. well cuz she's saying like she's like in pain or whatnot cuz she she's Probably in like her second or third trimester, was it looks like, um, and um, she's like, oh well, you know, the little one's been giving me a hard time, and he's like, well, if you're in pain, then you shouldn't be working, and it's just like, dude, the the fuck, like, if she be- thinks like she can handle it, then let her do it. She works at a hospital, you know. Yeah. So I mean, if something were to happen, she's right there anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he definitely um, he gives off like douchebag vibes and when she like shuts off the tv when she like wants to rest he gets all pissed off it's like well i was watching that it's like okay or whatnot um and then they start talking about um you know how she's uh, had multiple miscarriages before and like when he said this this made me want to like punch him in the face is he says to her how many times do i need to watch my children die inside of you like that is a, such a fucking awful thing to say. I know. It's like you need to be more supportive and not put on more stress than she kind of already had, yeah. you know. And it just it goes like from zero to like a million in like one second because all she's doing is she just wants to lay down, man. Yeah. That's what, she, she just wants take a fucking nap. Wants to relax, and um, this motherfucker instead of like letting her go and relax, like goes face to face to her, gets pissed off, and fucking throws her into the wall, smacks her head, and so now she's like pretty much like being knocked out essentially, and then um. He's like, oh no, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, he tries to turn into a good guy immediately after. No, 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 no. You know, you don't do like. that shit, dude. You got to, you got to get your your temper in check, especially with um her being, you know, the the carrier of his your, fucking child, the, the child's, and you're already saying how many times we need to watch my children die inside you, and you're gonna go and do that shit. Yeah, you're yeah. obviously the main cause. Mm-hmm. Is what you're what you're gathering at this point. It's like she's had multiple miscarriages. This guy's a piece of shit. He obviously abuses her. She doesn't have enough energy to even like get up and be like, "I'm I'm leaving." Yeah, you know. Essentially, it's like she's already drained from work. She she are are I know she has a motherfucker not even have a job. Like she's yeah. supporting the family and she's. It seems like he doesn't do shit. If he does, what what does he do? Like <laughs> yell at watch UFC. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, that's happening. Um, he runs out and she goes and locks the door. And this motherfucker comes back and it's like, 
I'm sorry. Let me in. Let me in. I'm sorry. I'm not like that. Uh, I, I've, I've been going to counseling and, and stuff like that, you know. So uh, we kind of cut to that night. And this was um, the first thing I think he saw in one of the trailers was the, the night of like it all being kind of like weird and shit. So he's sleeping on the couch and she's upstairs comfy in her own bed, you know. <laughs> um, but you can tell that she might be in some sort of pain because she's kind of moving around a lot. Which, I mean, she just got essentially a concussion, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, he, he wakes up because he has a noise. Um, he, he runs into the kitchen. Uh, then you get like a close up of the the blender, which you think you, you think it's gonna ha- like something that uh, that's gonna happen is like related to that, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's kind of just like you know uh, a red herring, I guess you could say, or whatnot. Yeah, just something to like get you thinking, but then yeah. Uh, so then he hears a TV turn on, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And he walks in there, and there's someone just sitting there, and it's just a black silhouette. It, it honestly looks like something out of like a Japanese horror movie, like you can like like ring like Ringo or something like that, with like um, just with the black hair. Yeah. You kind of get that vibe a little bit at, at first, but mm-hmm. but you're also still kind of figuring out what am I looking at because it, it goes away really really quickly. Yeah. Um, he turns on the lights and it's it's gone. Um, and then. What the fuck else happens after that? The uh, fridge, like, shoots open. Yeah, he goes to the fridge, that's right. And he goes to look at it, and then quick little figure just pops up and smashes his head against the wall. But you see it really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. It's, like, so fast. And then she wakes up, and then she goes downstairs to figure out what the hell's going on. And... And this guy is, like, twisted like a fucking pretzel, dude. <laughs> his neck is all, like, busted out. His legs are all twisted and, and shit. <laughs> so it, it literally looks like something out of a cartoon. Mm-hmm. It really does. So she's, like, freaking out, like, oh, my fucking God. Um, and then you see the thing, like, uh, pretty much doesn't, like, really attack her, but it starts, like, running, and she starts running, and mm-hmm. then it slams into the door where she's trying to go. And then you see her, like, crawling up the stairs. Like, you keep in mind that she's also pregnant. And she's moving pretty fucking quick, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, right. For um, a pregnant person, you know. And then she manages to get up to her, um... I think it's her room. She just locks... Uh, well, she doesn't lock the door. She, um... She, like, tries to ship lock it, but it's, like... Yeah, it keeps slamming, and then she falls back. And once again... Crack! Right in the head. Oh. So, two times in one day, her fucking head gets trauma. Um, and then this is where kind of like the the Jalo like aspect kind of comes in is the police. Yep. Um, so that's where they're kind of tying that in, and you get introduced to Kakoa Shaw, and um, it's such a cool name too, the Kakoa Shaw. Kakoa, yeah. Um, and then um, Detective Moss, I forget her first name. Um, but yeah, she's uh, she wakes up in the hospital. Yeah, they, they go in there, and they're all like, what the fuck happened, and whatnot, and then they see the fucking pretzel oh, man. Oh, yeah, the pretzel man. <laughs> uh, and then we get introduced to another uh, person from the forest who is Winnie, I think that's her name. Is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And um, you can tell that she's really lonely and, and whatnot, and she likes Kakoa, you can tell, um, and, and Moss knows that, too. And it's just like, they kind of like, certain scenes that play out where they're just like, Okay, just calm down, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, so 
they wake up. Well, Maddie wakes up in the hospital um, with her sister by her side, um, Sydney, and she's confused. Um, and then Sydney asks her, like, you, you don't know what just what just happened? And she's like, no, but uh, I need to see my baby, though. And, and then she like, realizes she's like, where is he? It's like your your baby didn't didn't make it. And um, she also says that, you know, Derek is twisted like a fucking pretzel, <laughs> essentially, you know. Like a human balloon animal. Yeah. And then um, the next day, uh, Detective Kokoa Shaw shows up and uh, wants to ask Maddie some questions. Uh, but her sister's there, she's like dressed as like a princess, and she explains <laughs> like she works at like some fun land or something like that. <laughs> so um, she's like, well, yeah, whatever. But Maddie is like so like, um, what the fuck's that word? Um, not comatose, but like when you're uh, just not there. Um, just like, yeah, I know what you're trying to say. Like, I, um, I, I, you guys know what word I'm saying, but I'm gonna say comatose. But yeah, you guys I guess know that'd what be I mean. a good word for she's it. She's just like so detached from reality right now because this is like what her third or fourth, essentially like miscarriage, and then her husband's dead, um, and she's in a hospital, confused as fuck, doesn't know what just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Sydney can't even get her to eat, is what she was saying, which is also yeah. really crazy. So. He just says, well, here's my card, and, and just, you know, kind of talk to me later. And then this is the, the, the crazy part, is um, when they go to the autopsy, is um, you don't you don't really know exactly what happened to Derek, but what they're explaining is weird. Because, like, all the handprints and everything are upside down. Oh, yeah. So you're like, what does that mean? Like, upside down how? Like... Like, um, meaning, like, they were grabbing from a different spot, or... Or, like, he was pulled up from the roof or something, like, yeah. the ceiling. So you're, you're kind of confused, like, you're thinking, like, how, how could that be upside down if it was, like, a person, um, or even, like, a, some sort of being, like, how would it be upside down? So they're even kind of confused by that, too. It's like, so how would that, how would that happen? And then, um, I think Detective Moss is like, I think the motive is that he was an abusive husband, she was being defensive. Which, I mean, in any, you know, logical... How's a pregnant woman gonna fucking twist a guy like that, though? Exactly, but I mean, like, also in, like, any, like, logical thing, that's what you'd fall back on, oh, too, yeah. is, like, yeah. um... You're not gonna jump to, like, oh, it was a ghost or something? No, 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 yeah. so it's fucking... It's nuts, dude, and, um... So that's kind of, like, our first lead into the craziness of this film. Um, and then Maddie goes home. Um, she insists on staying by herself. Yes, Sydney wants to stay. She's like, I'm going to stay with you just to make sure things are fine, uh, whatnot, to make sure it doesn't happen again. She's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll be fine. Um, for losing her husband and a baby, she's pretty, like, well put together. But it might just be because... She's putting it on, a, like, a facade or, yeah. like, she's just so shocked at that point, like... Yeah, and so she's just playing it off. Uh, so she goes to, um... I think she's going to take a shower or something like that. And then um, she sees out her window of her bedroom that the lights start flickering, which also happened in the front of her house the first time this happened. Mm-hmm. So she's just looking out there. And even you as a viewer, you're kind of looking out there like, what is she looking at? Because it's very, very dark. Yeah. And then you just start seeing like the shadow kind of like move up. It's very, very hard to see. But yeah, if, you're, like, if you're really looking... And then, like, there's a music cue, and then it starts, like, sprinting. And then you're like, what the fuck? So she goes and, like, locks all the doors and closes all the shades. 
but there's one door that keeps like opening even though she's she closed it it just keeps opening um and then i don't think no, no. no it does come it does make it into the house right mm-hmm. yeah so it comes into the house and then she runs upstairs again but she actually manages to lock the door this time without yeah. her being attacked and then she says now this this is important boys and girls this is important it's all in my it's head. It's all in my head. <laughs> it's all in my head. It's not and real. That's what she keeps saying. It's all in my head. It's all in my head. Um, that's very, very important. Very important. So hold on to that. Um, Aaron, if you um, if you want, you can take up the next one. Yeah. That's when she's, I think, boarding up the house. Oh, yeah. So, um... Sorry. Oh wait, did we? Did, um, we, did I skip a, skip something? When she uh, ki- when the the tour lady gets kidnapped, isn't that was that after? Oh no, that's after. Out of order. Yep. Okay. That that's after. Um, yeah. So the next day, though, she's boarding up all of her windows, her doors, uh, um, and she basically barricades Fort Knox, her house now. Literally, um, like I would too. To be honest. <laughs> Yeah, right? After my door fucking busted open like that. Multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> After locking it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, she's in her bedroom at the, now. She's kind of just, she's looking at the hole in the wall from where Derek pushed her and, you know, just kind of like, oh, what the fuck is happening right now? Mm-hmm. And then she just goes to walk by a window and fucking Sydney's there. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah you run down here and Sydney jump scare. <laughs> and she's like, she's, like, hell, she's like, what? <laughs> you gonna let me in? And so she like pulls her through the window. She's like, "I brought you a casserole, but it's downstairs. I couldn't climb with it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, honestly, whenever there's like uh, like a sibling in horror movies, they're always kind of like pieces of shit, and I hate them. Mm-hmm. I like Sydney. Sydney is great. She is. She's I like, loved her character. I think she's like the best like sibling horror movie like side character ever, mm-hmm. in my opinion. She's down to earth. She's really supportive. And just the things that she goes to do for her sister is unbelievable, mm-hmm. especially after what she's told during the scene, too. Yeah. Um, let's see. Sorry. Okay. Um, Grab my drink. But, yeah, so um, she lets her in, and um, she tells her that, um, you know, Derek pushed. She sees the hole in the wall. Um, she's like, what happened here? She's like, I fell or like I hit my head. And um, I'm trying to remember the rest of the context in this scene because well, she, she, um, she pretty much says that like Derek did that. And then yeah. she um, goes in to explain that um, she wanted to the reason why she really wanted the baby and whatnot is um, oh, yeah, to did. feel like a blood connection, like an actual blood yeah. one. And then she was also explaining to Sydney that she wanted to, she was really did want to leave Derek, but by the time she got the courage to do it, she was pregnant again. So yeah. she was like, "Well, now I I have to stay." Oh, okay, that's right. You know, um, so she's like, if she didn't have the baby, then she would have been probably off by herself or with somebody else. And then after she says that she wants that blood connection, she tells Sydney that when she was eight, um, Sydney's mother. Uh, Adopted her because mm-hmm. um, Sydney right. is well, I guess very that. very young compared to Maddie. Oh, so yeah. they're like the eight or nine years apart or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's right. Okay, and then 
Meanwhile, yeah, so this is when we go to, like, the tunnels and shit. Yeah, but another really cool thing, too, is, like, as soon as she says, I was adopted, we get the the remix of the, um, um, of the Where Is My Mind song, which it's, it hits so hard, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this theme. Like, I think I even sent you, like, the actual song, because there's an actual band that, that did it that like remixed it and it's it's so good and i was really confused too because um and a lot of other people were as well like i was on twitter and stuff well uh, while this was coming out and i was like looking at other people's reactions and then other people were like what is that song and then um one person commented was like i knew it i knew this was a remix of where is my mind <laughs> and i was like you know it is because i was confused at first like this sounds so familiar what is this and if you're not really gathering the themes of this so far, a lot of it has to do with the mind. Like psychological the, and like... Yeah, the mind and the head. There's a lot of head trauma. There's a lot of head talk. There's a lot of mind talk now with the theme mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So a Your lot of things... Memories. A lot of things are starting to kind of intertwine. Yeah. And um, and I think it's fucking great, to be honest. But um, go ahead, Aaron. You can talk about the uh, the tour guide, okay, the yeah. Jane Doe. Jane Doe. All right. So yeah, we cut to like this uh, tour guide. She's like, it's like the, like the underground tunnels or something. I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some kind of tunnel, but like she's giving people tours, and so it's dark under there though because they're underground. But um, awesome set designs in this film too. To be honest. Oh yeah. Especially this this like set that they have going on. It's great. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, then we meet, uh, or, our, our, our bad guy again, um, yeah. and she is kidnapped, well, she's, like, closing up the place, and, um, so she's in there by herself, she starts hearing shit, um, and, um, yeah, so she ends up getting kidnapped by an unknown being, yeah. um, or a person, and... This is an awesome scene, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she ends up getting, like, strapped, tied up, and, like, with, like, this, like, what looks like an attic. Um, keep that in mind. Yeah, this will confuse you, because this confused a fuck out of me, too. Um, I'm not gonna, like, jump ahead or anything, but when you're looking at this, you th- you think it's a part of, like, where she was. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, like, you, you think that, so you're like, oh, this is, like, in some factory somewhere. Yeah, cause... So you, it throws you off, because when it hits where, where it is, you're like, that's mm-hmm. that? You get really confused. Yeah. Um, but... That's what I love about this movie. The whole fucking thing is confusing up mm-hmm. until like the last like forty minutes ish. So it's a yeah. almost like a two hour movie. So it takes a while for you to eventually reach the the point of like knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like you as like the the viewer, um, it, it's nuts. But yeah, keep in mind that um, where you think this place is, it it's isn't. not. <laughs> it's not where you think it is. You'll find out soon enough, though. Um, and I think we we have a little bit more of the the remix playing when um Gabriel's getting fitted and stuff. But yep. it's it is so fucking awesome, dude. Yes, like you you are almost kind of chanting for this villain guy because he looks so badass. <laughs> he's got like the leather jacket. He's got the yep. long black hair. He's got these fucking gloves that mm-hmm. he's putting on weirdly. Yeah, right. Like when you're watching him put them on, you're like, that looks weird. But you're like, oh, well. you just don't think anything of it. <laughs> you're like, whatever. Um, but then. 
we Madison has another dream or a vision and uh, we go to um, Dr. Weaver's house. Yeah, and Gabriel, I think, calls um, her yeah. before, too. Yep. She yeah, so she's in her house. Joe's, um, phone or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she gets a call, and uh, we hear Gabriel again. Um, it's uh, time to cut out the cancer. It's time to cut out the cancer. Um, so then um, Gabriel is in the house. Uh and attacks the doctor. She slams her up like against a bookcase and just throwing her around. And yeah. then he takes like this a trophy with like a already like pointy edge. Like yeah, what it's kind a of fucking trophy, dude. It is a badass weapon. Yeah, like, right? I'm, I'm not even joking. And like also with Maddie, like you know, sitting there watching the whole thing and like the background melting mm-hmm. and like morphing into. Um, her house is fucking awesome as shit. Mm-hmm. But she's she's literally just stuck. Like paralyzed. But you, you see, like, her hand kind of, like, move, too. Mm-hmm. So you, you're kind of thinking, like, what's going on with her? Like, because you're already kind of thinking that she has some sort of... Some kind of, like, like power or connection. Yeah. Like, some kind of psychic connection to whoever this person is. Um... Because every time, you know, um, Gabriel's being shown and Maddie's being shown, they're never really in the same place mm-hmm. except for right now. Yeah. So it kind of, um, if you're having any thoughts, it's kind of already debunking what you think might be going on. Yeah. Um, so it's a ride, and I'm here for it every time I watch this movie. Yeah. Like, there's still parts that I'm confused about, you know, <laughs> so I'm going to have to rewatch yes. it. Um so yeah, so then Gabriel proceeds to uh, stab the doctor with this trophy repeatedly, mm-hmm. um, and it is fucking brutal. To... Yeah, blood everywhere, and Maddie's just like, oh, <laughs> it's freaking out. Uh, just watching this shit, not knowing, being able to do anything about it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. And then we go back to Shot and Moss, doing uh, continuing their investigation. Um, they're at the doctor's house at this point. Um, yep. it was, you know, they were called in and, um, they end up finding a photo of Maddie, um, as a child in her house. Yeah. They don't know that as, as of right now, but, but, yeah. but you can kind of, you can gather because she was, um, Weaver was already going through files. So you, yeah. you're already kind of putting two and two together that Maddie must've been, um, part of whatever, whatever she, she was, was doing, doing yeah. you know? But, um, but yeah, so you'll learn that later on anyway. But, um, anyway, they find a photo of the little girl, um, in her house and, uh, that she, they find out that she, um, is like a specialist in like, uh, reconstructive surgery for kids. And, yeah. um, she's got all kinds of like awards and trophies and stuff. Um, and they're like, oh, she got killed by her own trophy. <laughs> and mm. then, um, but, uh. Anyway, so then um, Maddie and her sister Sydney, um, they um, they go up to the police, um, and uh, they're like, you know, uh, they're trying to explain like, you know, what's going on, and they're just like, this, uh, you know. Yeah, because police- Maddie was saying like how she can kind of like she saw um, Weaver essentially die in her yeah. house. Um, 
and like it's also funny too and they just kind of um, brush it off but when they're um investigating everything there when they're like oh the trophy broken too and um winnie's like she says something and then uh kakoa kind of says something to her it's like yeah we're all looking for like our second half or something like that <laughs> or try looking for your second half or something like that so they kind of joke around um and then we get like uh jump back to where gabriel is and he's like sharpening and like breaking mm. the thing mm-hmm. apart make it into a weapon yeah and then he like throws it at the jane doe and it says don't even try <laughs> and uh because he has like this he talks through oh yeah um, he uses like electric waves and like yeah. bones and radios and shit to communicate yeah so he's got like this really he's a really cool voice i, I, I think but um yeah so uh they find out she's a specialist in surgery, reconstruct surgery, and um, they go up to the house. Sorry, I'm just trying to catch myself up. <laughs> yeah, they're at the uh, the police station with Anthony oh, okay. and Maddie, and they're talking to uh, Shaw and uh, Moss. Um, yeah. So, um, and then yeah, they're being interviewed, and then the sh- uh, this is the part. Oh, this might be later on where she's like, Gabriel did it, and like they're like they don't yeah. believe her, and then yeah, yeah, they get the that's call later. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, um, I'll, I'll catch you up because there's a it, lot of like yeah. weird like. I guess I'm still confused happen. about this freaking movie. <laughs> so they're there, they're talking and whatnot, and then they leave, and they're like whatever. Um, but Shad um, says to one of the other officers, um, Bosco, to take the photo that he found and age it um, 30 years or something like that, or two thirty years. He's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, and then we jump to some dude's apartment or something, mm-hmm. uh, and then things start happening there, and then we start to kind of put two and two together that Gabriel's there. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Maddie wakes up she like turns and she starts screaming because the, the dude that we were just watching oh, is yeah. in the same bed with her yep and this is an awesome scene and that's that's what the um what the poster is is with her laying down and she's got like the red light on her because she can see across the um the oh the, the, the sign side. yep and and gabriel's like crawling over her so she's like oh, what the fuck and then does Gabriel brutalizes this guy with this new weapon he made out of a trophy. Just like slicing his neck and like his poking his like brains out and shit. It's nuts. Yeah. Um and then uh next day Maddie like goes to the police again and is like Okay, there was another killing. I saw it last night. Yeah. yeah, she like describes like you know where the building is and everything. Yeah, and they're like, okay, so you like watching some? I don't know. But they said that she was watching some sort of show that made her think that whatever. Moss is the one that's always kind of like dismissive, being like, like a bitch in a way. <laughs> well, Kako is very like, I want to help. Yeah, and whatnot. So it's a like good, good cop, bad cop, I guess essentially. Hmm. Um. So yeah, uh, she's with Sydney, and Sydney's like, you know, what? we'll go to there. Uh, if if it didn't happen, you can lock her up, and then you can you can put cuffs on me, essentially. Um, so they go to the place, um, and then they arrive. Uh, the Sydney and Maddie stay outside while Kako and Shaw go inside, and um, they knock on the door, and they knock on some random guy's um, apartment door, and it's not that one. The Moss knocks on the door, and it opens up, and they're like. Oh shit! All right, so I guess we're we're. Uh, I guess we're welcome in. <laughs> we're, we're doing it, so they're investigating, and then they find the body. And it is fucking like it's, brutalized. It's done, dude. It's fucking. It's like ground beef. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally ground beef. 
and then <laughs> we cut to a, a picture um, that Maddie was telling, like one of the um, the people who draw, like the um, oh, like the sketch artist, yeah, the yeah. sketch artists or whatever. And it's literally like this deformed, like demon-looking, like. And then Moss says, "So I'm putting a bolo on sloth from the Chinese." <laughs> so I was laughing so hard at that. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like she's a bitch, but she's funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one's really really funny. Uh, and then Sydney, I think, is um, talking to Shaw while Maddie goes to the bathroom, and this is when things start um, picking up even more. Because now Maddie is getting calls from Gabriel, but from before, it was you know the the doctors. Yeah. Now it's Maddie, and um, he's kind of explaining to her, it's like they're just telling you I'm all in your head, like they always do, like you know I'm real, I've always been here, Emily. So um, she's like, that's not my name. It's like he's like, it is your name, just your your new like bitch mother or something gave you the name Madison, yeah. something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And then Maddie gets really pissed off and says, Gabriel, no. And he's like, ah, you know, <laughs> you know I was right. He's fucking with her. Yeah, so um, then uh, Maddie leaves and grabs Sydney. He's like, okay, we got to leave. And then Bosco um, walks by um, Shaw's desk and asks, like, hey, did you get that, that photo done? And he's like, yeah, it's on your desk. Isn't that why you brought her in? He's like, what? So he goes to look under it, and it's literally Maddie. So he's like... So, is she the one that's doing all this shit? So, like, that's kind of what what it's leading to is, like, uh, especially more Moss than I think Shaw thinks Maddie... Is killing all these people. Is the person that's doing because I mean, like... I well, mean, if you're thinking logically... Exactly. You know, yeah. like, how else would you describe that? Yeah. Like, a, a doppelganger? <laughs> Literally. That, that would be, like, the only actual yeah. explanation. Yeah. Um... And then this is kind of um, weird. They they drive to their mother's house because um, Maddie wants to get some questions done. So, and um, they're like, oh, how, how's it going? And he's like, she says, um, who the hell is Gabriel? And then their mother was just like, uh, no, I don't know why you know him. I thought he was gone. She has that face of like. Like she knows defeat, something. Oh, yeah. You know, and then we get to the videos. Um, you can take it from there if you want, Aaron. Alright. Um, oh yeah, she like shows her the home videos, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these are really cool, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she's showing her some like home videos from when, you know, she was a child, and there was one where, um, I think they were celebrating something, her mother her made birthday. a cake. Uh, yeah, is that her birthday? Yeah. Um, her mother had made a cake, and then like, um, they're filming though, and like, you see, like, there's like a big swipe from the cake, and it's all fucked up, and um, <laughs> her parents are lecturing her. She's, you know, like, you ruined your mother's cake, and, um, you know, blah, 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 all this shit. And she's like, yeah, I didn't do it. It was Gabriel. It was Gabriel. Um, and, uh, you know, they're like, you can't blame this all on Gabriel, on your imaginary friend. Yeah. And um, so she gets in trouble. But, um, and then, uh, as you know, Gabriel can only communicate through, like, telephones and, like, radios. Um, but, so she's talking on, like, this, like, phone. Yeah, it's like a toy, like, like LED phone. Yeah, it's that all lighting pretty up. pretty badass. It is pretty cool. But, um, you can hear her, like talking on the phone she's like you know when you do this stuff i get in trouble and she's like arguing with gabriel yeah um 
and uh so then gabriel um was like uh some you hear uh or you obviously can't hear what the conversation is um yeah. but you know she's like oh it'll, it'll be a good surprise yeah um, so like oh so she's getting a reward out of whatever you know she yeah. he's telling her you know um so anyways yeah so um and then gabriel um or not gabriel sorry um maddie she goes down to the kitchen it's like nighttime um everybody's in bed uh she goes down to the cake she or not even not, uh she grabs a knife first yeah a big um, fucking knife yeah. she's like a michael myers chef knife man mm-hmm. <laughs> um so you're like oh shit where's this going but then she walks up to the cake um and then um i don't even think she actually cuts it but she then she just mm-hmm. and then she like turns around she goes upstairs or goes into well, her. she yeah she's like hovering over the cake and then it morphs and oh yeah it see, turns and fades into it yeah. yeah and then you see her like hovering over the mother and the knife's right above the belly because yep. her mom is pregnant and she's pregnant with with sydney mm-hmm. so um she um her mom like wakes up and looks at her and then she kind of snaps out of what was going on and screams yep and then like um, throws the knife yeah Nobody was no was harm though, thankfully. Yeah. And the mother's like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "I don't know, I don't know." Yeah. It was Gabriel. Yeah, it's always Gabriel. Because it Gabriel. is, well, it is Gabriel. It is. <laughs> it's not lying. Um, so then, um, I think then that's when, uh, like the the police they want to get like a psychiatrist involved in all that. Uh, I, any? I feel like I missed something. Yes, um, when um Shaw finds like he's going through all like the books that they took from the uh, the place, and he he opens to the back and it's a bunch of flash drives. Oh yep, yep. Which it's we like got. Out. This is the thing. I don't know if this what happened like um during like the recent years of where she was, but in nineteen. 90s in the 1990s especially in 1993 mm-hmm. they weren't flash drives they were fucking big ass like discs uh, yeah like floppy discs like memory discs so I wonder if maybe she, she like, transferred it all she transferred over to a flash drive that's the only way I can think that it would make logical sense um so yeah he's going through all that and he finds out that um it, um uh, Maddie's name is really Emily and that he finds the other Doctors, and he finds out that Doctor Gregory is the last one that's alive. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh fuck!" So he notices he, the pattern, and yeah. So he has to. Um, he's pretty much like hauling ass. He looks up where uh, the doctor is, which is kind of weird that he googled it immediately, and then there's his address. He's <laughs> right there. Uh, so he like hauls ass there. Um, then Maddie gets into more like morphing rooms and gets placed into this bathroom uh and then we figure out that where she is is where um shaw is yeah. and also where gabriel is so now there's three people there well technically four we don't see um gregory get killed or anything we just see him in the bathtub um and he's, shaw, yeah he's like wrists are all slit and shit yeah shaw walks in there but then we see maddie like in the corner she's yelling to him but she, he doesn't see or hear her at all. So you kind of, right now, you're thinking that she's like in some sort of like other world, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and then she's like, "Oh, Gabriel's still here. He's still here." And then we see Gabriel like pretty much lunge at him with the uh, the fucking that trophy, trophy, knife. trophy <laughs> sword, knife, dagger thing. Um, 
and then it starts a chase that's actually really cool. Oh, um, yeah, this scene is really cool. Yeah, he's like, Gabriel has some wicked strength or something because he's like just leaping down. Sorry, I just oh, smacked my parkouring. Mic. Yeah, he's just like leaping from, because um, it's like, <laughs> like the emergency um, ladders or something like that. Oh, the fire escapes? Yeah, so then Shaw has to run down manually, and then by the time Shaw gets down, um, uh, Gabriel's already running, but he jumps off. He's like, oh, fuck. He's like, am I really about to do this right now? <laughs> yeah, and he falls onto like the the trash and then bounces off yeah um Um, so he's hurt um but yeah they end up like going getting into this big chase um and you can notice something's off about gabriel the way he's like running yeah it's like like, there's gotta be something he's like all discombobulated and shit but like yeah he's doing some badass shit though um but yeah so uh shaw chases him down the street um goes around the corner he like kicks open like so smoothly too like just fucking kicks open like this little like basement window and just slides right in yeah he's a fucking snake um so then shaw fucking uh, dumbass goes his dumbass goes right in with him after him but i yeah. mean he's trying to get a job done obviously. Yeah, he's a cop i mean yeah. he's gotta he's gotta run down these leads if he's right there with this yeah, so-called true. murderer but I mean, like if i was in this fuck that i'm not going in that little <laughs> no, enclosed for this shit yeah literally <laughs> call for backup <laughs> um so then um yeah he goes in he starts chasing him around this um this room i'm pretty sure isn't it like the it's not the underground like tour place isn't it no it's like it similar. It's looks like, like it, yeah. it's got like a lot of old, it almost looks like, like fucking like freddy's like lair yeah. <laughs> with all the steam and shit yeah um, like like I said, the set designs in this film are, are pretty cool. When you get to like the really weird shit, yeah, yeah I don't really know. Oh, it was just there some... must be some antique holding spot that's not really kept up. Yeah, is what I can think of. But um, yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah. So he's like he's shooting at him. He doesn't get him. I think he gets him like once or something, but doesn't even phase him. No. Um, and then he. Like, he ends up like uh cornered but then he like runs up a fucking wall and like climbs into like some space and shots us like what the he's like i can't do that (laughs) he's like what the hell man it's like what am i you know that whatever this thing is it's not from this world yeah you know um but then again, maybe it is from this world. Who knows? We'll find out. Very <laughs> soon. And now this is the hypnotherapy. That's right. Part. Yeah, so then... Um, oh, wait, we actually jumped. So the cake cutting is this part. Oh, is it? Yeah. because oh, we're watching the videos together. One. That's yeah, right. I thought it was a tape one, so we can kind of just skip all that. Yeah. So Maddie just has a hypnotherapist, and she relives that one moment that we already talked about. Yeah. My bad. I thought it happened with the tapes. So, um... um all good. Uh, yeah, because I have one quote here that's actually really funny from that. Is um Moss says, "Wait, are you saying the killer is your imaginary friend?" <laughs> so she has like a lot of like, and just the way she says it to everything too is like, "You're saying the killer is your ma- imaginary friend?" <laughs> yeah, she's like, very like sassy. sassy. Yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> but this is the layer. The the layer part with when she breaks oh, the yeah. so here you go, Aaron. Alright. So remember how we told you that what you think this place is is not exactly what you think this yep. place is. And you I was so blown away at this part. My mouth was literally like as low as it possibly could go. It felt like my jaw was off mm-hmm. my face. I was like, 
what <laughs> so go ahead <laughs> so yeah they get this like psychiatrist here she starts freaking out after like reliving these memories and like remembering all this stuff she snaps her out of it um and then um there so they're in the other room and then we cut to the jane doe who's trapped in this lair um this factory i guess you can say um yeah she manages to um reach for like a knife or a blade or something and size herself out she goes, she's looking around. She's like, okay, I gotta make an escape. She takes a couple steps forward and just fucking falls through the floor. Then you cut back to down, uh, um, Maddie's house where everybody's meeting in the living room over. And you just got this bitch just fucking right in the Falls head. through the damn house, dude. <laughs> and this is when things, I think, started kind of clicking with me at this point. And yeah. And probably will with you too. Because if you realize that Gabriel's not up there. No. And Maddie's downstairs. Mm-hmm. So, so you, the police put the two and two together. They're like, "Well, I mean, a fucking the missing lady just fell from the, you know, your seal, your attic. You know, you knew about all these murders. Yeah, so we're they, taking you to jail, bitch. And they find the. Oh yeah, the they trophy. find yeah the trophy. They find the gloves, the jacket, everything. Yeah, in her fucking attic. It does not. But the the reason why it doesn't look like it's that an fan. attic is the fan. Yeah, if that fan wasn't there, it, you would think okay. That threw, it's that's what threw me off. Because if you look at the house, because I think it's like towards the back of the house, we never see the back of the house. Oh yeah. So I wonder if that was like a, a, like a non-purpose type thing, so that way you wouldn't you won't figure it out. Like, yeah. Figure that out immediately, because I literally thought it was this. I thought it was the same place. place they kidnapped her out. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought it was too. Like he found some weird like like a back room or something. Because the reason why you you think this is because there's a point in time where they show like a building that's like a factory mm-hmm. and it zooms in to the lair. Yeah. So you you're like so that's where he is. And also when he's running, it looks like all those areas yeah. that he's at. So it's like it's an attic that hasn't been like kept up with at all. Maybe Maddie didn't even know it was there because yeah. it's all it's dusty as fuck up there. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's not and clearly it's not kept up if that lady fell through the floor you know like <laughs> you are so you are so discombobulated at this point but you are starting to kind of yeah, that's like things together this, a little bit. Yeah, you think you know what's going on but you don't but then you yeah you're starting to figure it out though yeah. Yeah. Um let's see. Sorry. Um yeah, so they take uh they arrest her and um then Sydney, I think, tries to go inside and say that if, oh, yeah, if you yeah. go in here, we're going to arrest you. Oh, we're going to arrest you, too, yeah. Uh, but she, Sydney's off to go kind of do, do her, own, her own thing so yeah. they don't take her in or anything because uh, she, she didn't know, apparently. So Yeah. Um, yeah, so then... Um, uh, yeah, she goes to, like, um, do research and, like... Yeah. Um, and uh, Maddie's out. also being, uh, I think, interrogated as yeah. well. Oh yeah, she's being interrogated. Um, she's in this, you know, classic interrogation room. Um, oh, and this is with the call and shit like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. So she's like, I didn't do it. She's like, I don't know what's going on. She's trying to explain to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not having it. Or uh, what's not Shaw? Um, what's her Moss. name? Moss isn't having it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like even you know Shaw's just like at this point he's you know there's nothing I can do you you know it's like you kind of made this grave for yourself I guess so yeah. like I can't really help you as much as I want to anyway um yeah so they're interrogating her and um 
one of their phones ring. It comes up as an unknown number, and she's like, Gabriel wants to talk to you. Yeah, and like before, I think all the lights like blew out. Oh, yeah, too. the lights like explode, and um, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then the phone rings, and they're yeah. like, yeah, she's like, Gabriel wants to talk to you. Uh-huh. So, you found my things, and I want them back. His and voice he, is just so fucking terrifying. He's um, very, like... <sighs> I would not want to mess with him just because of his voice. Yeah. And then they're like, who is this? And he's like, you know who I am. Um, I'm her imaginary friend. That's what she <laughs> tells you, right? And they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. So then even, yeah, then that they, they kind of start to believe her at that point. But like, I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah. When with, she's right there and the dude is on the phone with you, even though they still lock her up. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so, um, anyways, meanwhile, Sydney, she's driving off to the middle of nowhere to this old, uh, research hospital. Yeah. And, um, to find out, you know, see if she can find files, anything like that. Um, you know, information she can. And then, so she goes in, she, it's all dirt, you know, trashed and dusty, gross. I gotta point out, why the fuck did this bitch... To drive her car way up right to the very end. Yes, I saw. I noticed that too. I was like, "What are you doing?" Every time I watch this, I'm just like, "What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing?" Um, and like a lot of people were saying that too when this movie came out. She's like, this, "She, she, she did not need give to... us like anxiety." I know. So it's like, what the hell? And she like gets out perfectly fine. Like, and it's windy too. So I was like, "Oh my god, her car is gonna be fucking blown away." You gotta put your emergency brake on. Yeah. <laughs> why <laughs> oh man um yeah so uh she sees this place and she she's like she's down the road from me and she's literally just whoa yeah whoa <laughs> um it's <laughs> just a fucking day. place too. it is yeah and like i said it's like that stereotypical like you know almost like a frankenstein lab-esque like you know yeah. cliff and yeah it's nuts um so uh she gets into this place and very pretty easily actually um like she just walked right in essentially yeah we didn't um, see her break any doors or anything but uh she's in the main lobby she's looking around she sees the sign she's like looking for records those so ah medical records basement floor of course yeah so it's, it's, it's kind of like, <laughs> like what the she's fuck? us at this point yeah. you know how she's like, of course aware. it's yeah like, of course it's going to be down in the basement right so uh yeah and then she's uh she's looking through all these boxes she uh ends up finding files on uh someone named emily and yeah um uh so then she's going through all these papers and um oh i guess uh, it says in here too that the place was locked so she must have broken but I just oh that's that. kind of okay um anyway i'll take its word for it <laughs> Either way, not that really matters that much, but, um... Oh, this is another fucking thing when you find out who the Jane Doe is. This, oh, that, yeah. Oh, you're just like... Yeah, she finds out a <laughs> lot. Um, yeah, so she finds out that Gabriel is actually Emily. It's Emily, you know, yeah. um, Emily's twin brother. Essentially, um, yeah. Essentially, who lives inside her, um... It's like a, it's like a tetratoma. Or yeah, a, it's, they describe it more. It's like a tumor, but it's it um, lives off of like, the dominant um, host. Like a so parasite, it's pretty yeah. much like a parasite. 
Um, um, that's fucking crazy. And then we also find out because she watches like one of the tapes that's um, Emily's oh, yeah, the mother. Yep. And it fades from her to the Jane Doe in the hospital. And, and it is Maddie's mother. And Shaw's like, that's Maddie's mom. The Jane Doe. <laughs> yep. So Gabriel knew all along who everybody was and where they were. Uh, he had everything planned uh, so out. So he's been, you know, um, just laying there. And <sighs> there's a lot of other shit that you that you hear later on too. Mm-hmm. Um, what what Gabriel does, but we'll we'll say, we'll say that later once yeah. it gets towards the end. Um, but yeah. Um. Yeah, they explain, like, everything, like, what exactly Gabriel is, and she finds out, but, um, then we cut to the prison. Oh, this is, this is when it's just, like, what movie am I watching right now? Yeah, I know, it turns into, like, an action movie. Yeah, so Maddie's locked away, um, with a bunch of other, like, I guess, petty thefts or, or whatever, just people probably being held there overnight, but they start picking on her. And as you know, they're talking like on the other side, uh, where Sydney and Shaw when they're going through all the stuff, and even like Sydney's mother when they are like, because even her mom's like, they told me that she died in childbirth, so she didn't even know that mm-hmm. Maddie's mom was actually still alive. Yeah. Um. So they're, they're talking about that, but it cuts to Maddie, and you see her like ripping her head open. Whoa. While she's screaming. Oh, yeah, like, oh, this bitch is having a seizure. <laughs> yeah, so she literally um, gets, uh, you know, Gabriel out, but her face is, it's gone. It's, she's like, uh, yeah, she's like, just like, uh, what's the word? Um, Almost like, like, yeah, like her mind's not there. Like, it's yeah. just her body is just being taken over. Yeah, and then you see, you see, because you were saying earlier, like, Gabriel, just, it feels like something's off. It's because he twists mm-hmm. her. She, he literally breaks her arms so he could like, so he flip can, them on the yeah. other side and, like, turns her feet so that she, he could walk. Yep. And it's it's really funny, too, because the whole move, when you see Gabriel, you don't see another face. No. The hair is covering it. And this one, you see Maddie's face of... It looks weird as fuck. Yeah, she like yeah, she's. And so it's like it's uh, it's really disturbing when you see the other face there, and he's like killing all these bitches, and then one of the other ones is like shouting for the cops, and he manages to break out. Then he goes into um, like the, the main hall. It's a it's a fucking bloodbath, dude. He's like. This it's so smooth about it too. This Gabriel dude, it, like he even says later on, like I know your body better than you do, Maddie. Um, and he's like flipping and dipping, dodging bullets, uh, breaking people's necks, ripping them apart. Um, he slices Moss's like stomach open. Um, he hurts um, Shaw, mm-hmm. and they like, and then they like, he kills all all every all the backup everybody. and everybody. The only people that are left is like Shaw. Moss and uh, the um, forensic um, lady. Yeah. And as they're trying to escape, he just takes his chair and, and fucking, fucking whips, whips it, it, dude. Oh my god! And like, then, that must have it broke off of him too. Like, yeah, it's nuts. But um, Gabriel slash Maddie. Now that we know that's both of them, he he leaves, and um, where they um, Moss is like telling um, Shaw because he's like in. I guess slightly better shaped than than her because her stomach's literally like out. Yeah. Um, says you need to go stop him. You know where he's going. He's going to the hospital. He's gonna go kill 
um, the mom, um, Serena, Serena, yeah, Serena. And then Sydney gets there, and because she's also she put two and two together already along with her mother, and then she goes there, and then she talks to one of these one of the guards like I need to go I need to oh, get in there limits, yeah yeah you gotta call Detective Shaw he'll tell you he's like I can't let anybody in here but then you start hearing like this noise and then he's like oh it's an older guy too he's like my pacemaker it's like burning up inside me and then uh, he just he just hear and then he Ugh. just dies. Uh, and then Gabriel goes in there. Oh, and that kind of goes back to to how like um, good of a person like Sydney is too. Like she was just getting yelled at by this dude, but like he's like, Ooh, and she's like, oh my god, are you okay? You yeah, know? she's like, she's not a piece of shit like someone any other character would be. Yeah, you know? she's like, gotta get the fuck out of my way, whatever. Yeah, she definitely cares about everybody, and you don't see that. She's a lot selfless, in, yeah, in, in movies. So I really like that. Uh, but yeah, she gets in there, and then Gabriel manages to essentially show up too, and then Shaw. But Shaw shoots Gabriel a couple of times, even though Sydney says, "No, no, no, you're gonna hurt Maddie because you obviously yeah, you are. You're hurting body. her body." Um, and then Gabriel takes his fucking bed, flips it over, and it crushes Sydney's legs. Mm-hmm. So she's like immobilized right now, and then uh, she's trying to get to Maddie. Because uh, I think at this point, Gabriel, I think, took the gun and has it up against Sydney's yep. head. And then you get a little disoriented here. Um, oh, yeah. But um, before you, it gets into it, uh, one of the things that she's trying to get Maddie to snap out of it says, Gabriel's using it. He's been essentially, like, eating your babies. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're, like, they're... You know miscarriages all the time. He's like drawing the power, like the nutrients and yeah, shit. Yeah, so it's it's fucked up that he literally like stole all of these you know potential like children. Lives, you yeah. Know? So uh, you get a little disoriented because you see Maddie kind of snap out of it a, a little bit, but then you see Sydney get shot like she's dead, and then uh, I think Serena is about to. Uh, uh, dying that he like suffocates her and then we find out that Maddie turned the tides <laughs> so now she has been making Gabriel see things when it's usually Maddie the one that has to yeah. see things so she made him think that he killed both of them yeah but he's literally just standing there with the gun to Sydney's head because even Sydney's like well oh Fuck, but then she realizes, like, oh, okay, so she's yeah. essentially taking control, and then Maddie locks him in this giant cell, essentially, uh, yep. and then he, like, like re- a mental prison, <laughs> recedes back into her head, which is fucking gross as shit. I know. Um, I think she says, um, now you get to live in a world that I create, and, um, he was like, I'll get out, and she's like, and I'll be ready next time. Yeah, and then, uh, when Maddie eventually comes back, she uh, goes to help Sydney, and then Sydney's like, "Oh no, you won't! You can't lift that; it's too heavy." And she's like, "It's been my it body was the whole always time. my body." Yeah, which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy to think that she had that much strength, right. and that much mobility. Um, that that pretty much ends um, malignant. Oh, uh, did we get into? Uh, I think uh, the part where that kind of explains in detail what like Gabriel is to like how they like they couldn't remove him all the way because they were connected at the brain and then yeah, so they tucked him in there. He was like, um, it, when the egg was supposed to split or whatever, it didn't go all the way. Yeah, so he developed like, like limbs and teeth and shit. Yeah, so when they show him, he's like all like, like <laughs> and it's like fucking gross, terrifying, gross alien looking thing. But they managed to 
um, pretty much take the arms away and most of his chest. Yeah, uh, like, it's just really just the head and some. I think they took all the teeth out, but it was just it was like an eyeball, mm-hmm. and then just. Yeah, because they would have given her like brain damage if they did any more. Yeah, so they took they literally took out as much as they possibly could, um, without killing Maddie. And they had to like cut her skull open and tuck them in there. And yeah, it was very think um, back to the beginning of the movie. Yeah, so when she smacked her head, that's when it woke them up. And yeah, so I mean, it it makes sense. So this is why I always say this is like. um, And that's what the opening scene too with the surgery was. Yeah, so you you got it it explains everything at the end basically. It's all right there in the first ten minutes. Yeah, not even the first like five minutes. But you don't even know it. (laughs) You don't know it until you watch it, and then you watch it again, and you're like, "Holy fuck." You're right. It I'm is probably all right. Go watch there. this when I get home now again. Yeah, it's it's fucking. It's a great, great movie. Um, the, there's a lot that happens the last like ten or fifteen minutes. It's very quick, mm-hmm. but the whole build up to this is great. Um, I and love. It's the not twist. like it's a slow burn either. No, it's very action packed. Like it kind of turns um, more from like a almost psychological like horror to. An action horror, and then with like Jallo twists. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so crazy. It, it really is, and um, it's really funny too because you know um, uh, Dean's friend Dan, that do the the other podcast mm-hmm. with. He has a, a theory that I I love this. When he said this is also another way to kind of like think of this mm-hmm. is that he says that James Wan has been doing like these like. Um, uh, sneaky remakes essentially he says that insidious is like his remake of um uh poltergeist mm-hmm. which is kind of kind of true and he says malignant is a sneaky remake of basket case huh. I, I don't remember i think you have seen basket case. i've seen bits and pieces at least but so I do, I it know does make sense it. because basket case is like a twin twin yeah so it's you know it's a deformed twin and essentially Gabriel is a deformed mm-hmm. twin who kills. And the person's being and, manipulated. Yeah, and Belial kills in, yeah. in Basket Case. So it's it's really funny that you said that. So that's another huh. like way to kind of look at it. Look at it. That's a it's a remake of Basket Case. So for anybody who has seen this movie, but like with uh, James Wan, like yeah, you know. with a lot of other elements in it, obviously. But it's like it's like a loose remake. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's actually a cool way to think about it. Yeah. So like when he said that, it's actually on one of the podcast episodes I think I did with Dean that he says that, and it's very interesting. Um, so I don't take credit for that. That's all Dan. But yeah, that's another way to look at it. Um. So, I guess final verdicts before we get into our um, other segment. Oh, man. I love this film. And, like, I, I know I really shouldn't be so biased when it comes to films that I really, really love. I really should be doing it at a, at a critical standpoint. But I really think that this movie is flawless. Um, I can't really think of too many things that's questionable. Because uh, even if you do question it, it's very logical. It doesn't leave anything like uns like said or like you know open. Yeah. It's a it's a ride, dude. Oh, it is. Oh, from beginning to end. Yeah, I, I'm. I hope people don't hate me for this, but I'm gonna give this a fucking ten out of ten. Blood splatters, dude. It's a ten out of ten because I've seen this movie so many times, 
it's fun as fuck. The score is amazing. The acting, I think, is really good. I love Maddie's whole confused character. Because mm-hmm. she has to be. She's living in this really weird world. Um, everybody else is just as confused. And the twists and turns that happen, I think, happen so naturally that it's confusing as fuck. But it's mm-hmm. natural. Um, you don't see it coming, even though it's all literally right there in the first like five to ten minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I, I can't f- speak any higher than that. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I really, I enjoyed this movie a lot. And these, it is a fucking wild ride. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't like, I love that. Like you don't realize it, but like you said, everything is right in front of you, but you don't realize it until the end. And you're yeah. like, Whoa, it all makes sense now. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, we're big fans of Jello here. Yes. Um, so like we will be those... covering more more Jalo, I promise. Yes. So you, you got those, you know, those vibes and um it's just like a nice modern like you know, American take on it, I guess you can say. But um in it's like I said, it's not a slow burn. It no. keeps you invested, you know, keeps you on your toes. Um and it doesn't like like I said, it doesn't leave anything to like you know open to like where you're like confused at the end. It, yeah, exactly. You know, ties it up opens. Every, I mean, it answers everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I'll give it a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Okay. Just because I don't want to be. Nothing is perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, Aaron. I know. I know. I know. Not that I found anything wrong with it, but yeah, it's a super fun film. It is. It I really enjoyed it. It's very good. Yeah, so I think uh, without further ado, let's move on to. Comments from the Void! <laughs> Our Comments from the Void segment. We actually have a lot this week. Because um, on Twitter, I do this thing of where I ask people their thoughts on the movies that we do every Saturday, and we have like five or six uh, responses this oh, week. Oh, yeah. So um, we have one from AV Fields. Um, she says, James Wan turned trauma into freedom here and teaches us the past is never at rest, but patiently awaiting, lingering. Malignant explores wrath of the body against his own curated nightmares. That's what he does best. That's such a great response. Mm. So, yes, shout out. Um, I, I, I can't agree with that more. Aaron, if you want to read the next one. Yeah. Um, that was the screams? Yes. Yeah, so we got the host of Screams Horror Podcast, um, who you guys know, um, says, uh, we definitely dished, uh, I'm sorry, we definitely dished on my show about it, and I gotta say, fun as fuck ride. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It really is a ride. It it really is. Uh, then we have Movies for Days, uh, and they say, I admit, there's a lot to love in this flick, and some serious skill on display, but it really uh, wasn't for me. I think at the end of the day, I'm just not a big fan of a big fan of James Wan. So I, I mean, that's understandable. That's fair, though. Like mean, they're not, not saying it's everyone. like an like an awful movie or anything like that. Yeah. So it's just not for them. And that, you know, everybody has their things that are good and some that aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, then from uh, Genre Exposure, a film podcast, we got uh, and maybe the most James Wan-y movie that he has made. If you've seen all his films, you know exactly what that means. And if you dig his style like I do, then this movie was very easy to love. That being said, I can totally understand how it didn't land for some. 
and it's funny because one of their hosts is Dustin. Dustin <laughs> so uh, shout out to the Dustins out there. Hell yeah, man. I, I agree. It's definitely the most James wanting because he fucking literally did what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then we have Dissect That Film. To be honest, I didn't like it. I thought Annabella Wallace's performance was flat and was expecting more scares. It just didn't hit me more like I hoped. Um, I love the guys at Dissect That Film. <laughs> but I think they kind of missed a point of this film. Um, I don't I don't like to go after <laughs> comments and I don't want them to think I'm going after them. I just think that um, I don't think they really understood the premise is that the reason why uh, it's kind of falling flat for her, I think, is because, like we said, she's a confused person throughout this whole movie, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I honestly, even going into this, I wasn't expecting a lot of scares. So, I mean, yeah. some people probably are, but if you've seen James Wan's films, there are scares, but it's way more about like the, the story. And the, yeah, the, yeah the, story. the story that's going on. Um, but I think... Um, I think I even messaged them after, and I was telling them about the like the basket case thing I was telling you about, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna go and rewatch that now. So I, I hope that um, with that rewatch and that mindset, that maybe it might have tilted the scales a little bit for you guys. Yeah. But and here's the last one. Go ahead, Aaron. Uh, Drunky Bear here. Yep, he's from um uh, the cinema drunkies. All right. So Drunky Bear says, the movie that reignited my love for the horror genre. I love this batshit insane movie so much. Hell yeah, brother. So, I mean, see, this is a very mixed film. And, and it, that's okay. It it's good, right though. There. You know? It, you know, it's, it's a great film. Uh, I think it, it holds up to everything that it was, you know, kind of uh, advertising, even though a lot of it kind of went over everybody's heads. Because mm-hmm. if you go and watch the trailers now, you're like, that okay. makes sense. Um, just like how we were saying within the first five or ten minutes, everything's fucking right there. Yeah. You know? Um, I think it's great. It's a great fucking film. If you haven't watched it, it is on HBO Max. I'm waiting for this to come out on um, probably Steelbook. I would love to get like a full poster of of just Malignant. Oh, like that cover. There. Yeah, because yeah. I love the color, the the cover, and just the art and everything for this film. Uh, this score is amazing. Um, there's really nothing I can say bad about this film. I, I don't think. Um, but I think before we end this. Um, I think we can probably talk about what we have on the works right now, Aaron, for our midweek um, oh, yeah. episodes. episodes. So we're going to be starting a new um, midweek um, like segment, I guess, or series. Yeah, it's going to be like its own series. Um, we're obviously still going to be doing our movie reviews. These aren't going away. These are still going to be coming out every Sunday for our Patreons. And every Monday for our um, for everybody else, but we have decided to open up one other day uh, to do guest spots, and we have a lot of cool guests lined up. Um, I guess I can probably say them now, unless you think we shouldn't. I think we should do them one at a time. One at a time. We'll okay. keep it. Uh, we'll keep it myster- okay. mysterious. <laughs> well, um, so I will say that this week we actually have two recordings, but the first one that's going to be coming out. That I'm really excited for. It's the whole reason why uh, this podcast really exists. Is that we are going to be interviewing. Uh, it's not going to be a movie review, even though they do movie reviews just like us. But this is more of a how did it start and and stuff like that. We're going to be 
Yeah, we're going to be interviewing Candy and Sean from The House That Screams. And that will be (laughs) the first uh, episode that comes out, not this week, but the following week. Uh, I'm going to be dropping them probably every Wednesday. Um, We have another one we're going to be recording before we do that one. Uh, That'll be on Friday, but we'll leave that one up to um, probably Saturday when we record with Sean. So, because I might release... What I'm thinking is for the first week, I might release both of these interviews, not at the same time, but one on Wednesday like and one on Thursday. Room. Yeah. So we'll um we'll play with that, but we're going to be doing a new segment. It's going to be called Within the Barons, and it's going to be all about interviews and guest spots. And we have some really, we'll really focus cool Focus on shit. the guest. Yeah. So um, no worries. Our reviews will still be here, but... um. The podcast is going in a way right now that I feel like we are able to do the guest spots comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually have been getting a lot of people listening to our podcasts um, pretty much everywhere. We've been getting a lot of comments on YouTube that I need to go and respond to after this as well that um, that are really, really cool. But uh, thank you for everybody who does listen to us. This has been nothing but a ride for both of us especially on good pods we've been ranking in like the top, top five top five right now we're number two in fiction and indie fiction charts so that's fucking nuts dude yeah and we've only been doing this for like a year and four months or some mm-hmm. shit like that not even a year and a half <laughs> so thank you guys so much for all the support seriously it means a lot um but i think on that note uh if you don't have anything else you want to say aaron we can uh uh, tape it off here. Yeah, I think we both said it all that needs to be said for the for now. All right. This was the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I was your host, Dustin. And I was your co-host, Aaron. I'm going to catch you guys next time. Thank you so much for the support, guys. Stay spooky.